Hello everyone, welcome to Tech Careers in the New, the new podcast series presented by Accenture. I'm your host, Shiladitya Mukhopadhyay. In this podcast series, we'll get you the latest and greatest in the world of technology that's shaping the future of business as we know it. We're talking intelligent platforms, cloud, AI, blockchain, extended reality, and a whole lot more. Every fortnight on Wednesdays, we'll have for you a hot topic with expert speakers from Accenture talking about top trends in the space, how these are changing the world and creating growth across industries. And more importantly, we'll tell you how you can learn more, build your skills and expertise to grow and stay relevant in your career. Today, we're here to discuss about blockchain. I mean, it's something we have been hearing about. It's a buzzword. It's a whole new form of technology that's really taken the world by storm. But what is it about? What are real world practical applications of blockchain? How is this being used in uh, business applications today? And more so, of course, what does it take to have a career in this space? Let's find out by welcoming our guest speaker, Sanjeev Narsipur, the Managing Director and Blockchain Lead at Accenture Technology Services. Sanjeev, before I ask you to tell us about what you do and of course the role here and uh, the practical uh, implementation of this this buzzword that we all know as blockchain, which I remember this became something which uh, which pretty much everyone has read about or has heard about, uh, whether it's from the media, whether from, uh, you know, their career, in their career, they've seen there's opportunities uh, in this space. But I really believe not everyone knows what this is all about. And uh, at some point it was, it started with the cryptocurrency fad. Uh, that's when blockchain sort of came into the limelight. But if I understand correctly, there's a lot of history and background to this technology, uh, which now is being seen as a, there's some real world application as well. What can you tell us about, you know, how it all came to be? And of course, how uh, you at Accenture uh, are able to uh, see the benefits of this. Sure. Good morning, Shladitya. Good to talk to you on this particular topic, which is very close to my heart. I think the good part about the cryptocurrencies is that they made it uh, very fashionable. And everyone knows about it. I think some of sometimes some of the new technologies, people haven't heard about it. But we don't have that problem with, uh, with blockchain. Um, so, you know, people love or hate the cryptocurrencies from the speculative nature of it. Uh, but the world where I deal with it, we don't deal with cryptocurrencies or uh, public blockchains, but we deal more with the private blockchains. Because most of uh, the interactions are with enterprise clients. And for them, private blockchains makes more sense uh, due to their data privacy requirement or their closed networks where uh, there is a trust between parties with whom they deal with. So they know those parties. So that's where I think private blockchain makes more sense as compared to uh, the public blockchain. So that's what I deal with Mm -hmm. today. So what is your role here and how do you define, uh, you know, the projects that you Sure. So from a role perspective, I lead uh, blockchain for our technology services and I'm based out of Bangalore in India. And uh, it's part of advanced technology centers. And where you are sitting right now, this is our Accenture Innovation Hub and we have a blockchain studio. So the blockchain studio or what we call as blockchain liquid studio is where we actually do co-innovation and co-creation with our clients. Okay, so so that's the because if you see blockchain is in a journey where it's very explorative right now. Also from a 
the way in which the evolution of the technology also happened is like a lot of research has happened in academia. So a lot of blockchain technology is algorithms or mathematical algorithms. And then you have the business use cases. So there's a huge gap between business use case and mathematical algorithms. So how do you marry both is what uh, we play that role today. So we work with our clients today to understand that what is the business use case and is it the right technology for it? So we, rather than coming from technology first, we come from business first uh, perspective. And that's very important uh, because uh, there's a lot of hype around blockchain today. Just to give you a data point, like in last six months, if you look into the print media, so uh, print, digital media, all kinds of media, there are 9,000 plus announcements which has happened just in blockchain. Just about. Just wow. about blockchain. Okay, so there's a huge amount of uh, hype, interest around blockchain. So when you have that kind of an hype, so there is a, there's a lot of demystification which needs to happen. Okay, so I think uh, between last year and this year, last year it was a lot of... Uh, uh, demystifying blockchain happened with our clients, talking to them just to tell them what is blockchain or uh, or what can we do out of possible in blockchain and all. But this year, uh, we are already seeing there is a change in the trend. A lot of clients are talking about uh, value. What's the business value I'm going to get if I use this particular technology than just talking about let's do something in blockchain. So I think slowly we are moving away from let's do something to let's do this, which adds value to my business, whether it is from a top line growth perspective or from your bottom line perspective. So I think that's, that's the discussions are more enriching right now and it's more real. Uh, So that's what we are seeing. So the initial, I would say POC phase has sort of, you know, rolled over and now we have some, we have, we have a, Dis, we've distilled out what is exactly. actually uh, the value to be had here. That's true. That's true. And Shiladiti, we also have a very fancy terminology for that or acronym for that called POX. We call it POX. Uh, it's a proof of technology, proof of value and proof of uh, concept. Okay. So the proof of technology and proof of concept is what a lot of our clients have done. And we have also done and uh, some of our peers have also done that. And there is a good amount of uh, thought leadership is out there. Like uh, we, I can, I can. What all things I can do in supply chain space? What I things I can do in financial service infrastructure space? Or what all I can do in identity on blockchain space? So that, it's done there. So the clients now are focusing less on proof of concept and proof of technology, and more of proof of value. So that's that's what is happening. Wow. So when you see a technology like this, which is fairly recent when it comes to uh, public awareness of it. Yeah. And of course, even more recent when it comes to actual business implementation. What can you tell us about how some of the examples you just mentioned uh, of the industries uh, this applies in? Can you tell us about some actual real world applications where this value has been seen now or is starting to be seen? Sure. Uh, to further, I would say, you know, to tell us, tell the audience about people who are looking to get into this space. Where does the practical application actually lie? Okay, sure. So, uh, if you see today, fifty percent of fifty percent plus clients today are having some initiative in blockchain. They do have, and uh, from our own focus perspective within Accenture, so we we are looking at three broad areas. One we call it as financial services infrastructure. What I mean by financial service infrastructure is clearing houses. Okay, so that's one broad areas. And the second area is stock exchange. Okay, so that's again, these are infrastructure players. 
So clearing house is an infrastructure player and uh, stock exchange are an infrastructure player. And the third broad category where we are working today is with the central banks. Okay, Again, they provide you the infrastructure for the banks to operate and all. Then you have a lot of interest in insurance space. So if you see that uh, clearing houses, how can clearing houses uh, have the settlement process on blockchain? So that's one area which is getting a lot of traction. Stock exchange, equity trading. Can you do equity trading on thing? Commodity trading uh, on blockchain. These are another practical uh, use cases. And uh, then on the on insurance side, like um, first notice of loss or uh, your subrogation. So these are some of the things which are going. So I think one thing we all have to be very clear is if it's a multi-party kind of a ecosystem, it's an ecosystem play. Right. Technology suits itself and adds value when it's an ecosystem. Right. So we have, because uh, if it's an intra-enterprise, we need to be a little cautious. Do we have other technologies which can do a better job or you need blockchain for that? But in, in the case of inter-enterprise uh, kind of a thing, blockchain adds a lot of value. Yeah. So that is how it is emerging. Uh, supply chain, which is again an ecosystem place, purely ecosystem because you have a producer, you have a consumer, then there's a whole value chain in between who have to come together, otherwise it's not going to work. You have your suppliers, you have buyers, you have third-party logistics providers, your distributors, stockists, everyone. And today, the challenge is like, you have ERPs. You have ERPs like SAP, Oracle and all. So there is a gap there because when it comes to business process which spans across multiple enterprises, there is a gap. Mm -hmm. So that's a gap which technology like blockchain is looking to fill. And already uh, some of the broad use case in supply chain space is uh, the whole track and trace. Hmm. or what we call as, as provenance. If I want to understand that a particular raw material or a product, where it originated. Things like if I say that it's an organic coffee, how do I find out that is it really coming from an organic farm? Okay, right. That's one. Or from a sustainability perspective, if I want to really sort of assure, get an assurance that this particular product has not been produced or, or yeah. uh, done in a country which has some legal sanctions or child labor has not been used or it's not coming from a country where the water is scarcity is there and blood diamond blood diamond is a yeah. very classical example if yeah. you want to do the whole traceability across um, the diamond movement and i think so that's a very strong area which is emerging whole provenance track and trace in supply chain space and supply chain is again cross industry you have it in oil and gas, you have it in utility, you have it in products where we have your consumer products and goods companies so everywhere, retailers. Then the third area which is actually emerging as a very strong area for blockchain is around identity. Because today, if you see, uh, you and me have multiple identities. Right. I mean, so like I have an identity from my corporate perspective. I work at Accenture. Accenture gives me an identity. I have an educational qualification, so I have an identity around my educational qualification. Right. I'm a resident of India. So yeah. government of India gives me an identity. So if you see, we have consortium around that. We have worked with uh, United Nations as part of a World Economic Forum uh, initiative where uh, we have an organ called ID2020. So we have worked for uh, refugees. How do I give? Because because challenge with refugees today is the identity. Yeah, They don't have an identity. So how can we give close to 1.41 billion refugees are there around for whom we can give actually an identity and which what provides to them is like one is identity is extremely important for all of us. And uh, it gives access to medical services. It gives access to jobs and all. So there is a whole blockchain for good thing is there. Mm -hmm. And there is a whole commercial aspect of the same identity we have.
course. Wow, this is that's great to see that now there are these examples and these real world use cases which are being implemented and of course adding so much value. Exactly. While they were always some of the examples you said maybe supply chain and so on, they always had a precedent. There, it was being done in some way or form uh, using uh, you know existing technologies. Exactly. But blockchain clearly supersedes in the way it will help in these implementations changing and becoming a lot more reliable. Exactly. Uh, and of course, the case for identity is very much, I think, more and more relevant. I think most citizens are waking up to how uh, their identity is represented and, you know, we are all very conscious of it. Exactly. Uh, so I think it's it's going with the times in terms of uh, its appeal. Yeah. If I were to ask you a little more, since this is still a fairly new technology and it's not just technology, it's a new uh, domain of expertise, uh, so to speak, right? While there are thought leaders and there are organizations who are trying to build use cases around uh, where this can be applied, as an individual or as someone uh, you know choosing this in their career path, how do they build the proficiency or uh, the competency in a domain like this? Because there's so many aspects to it. Exactly. So if I just take myself as an example, like how I got into blockchain, I'm I'm not a blockchain expert. Uh, I mean, like you I become picked one. up, yeah, yeah, you become one. So yeah. that is how it is going to be. But there has been kind of a experiential knowledge I have, which helped me like, uh, because a couple of years back, uh, cloud was in same kind of an nascent stage where blockchain is right now. Mm-hmm. Very early stage, a lot of hype and all. So, so I, I sort of incubated cloud here in India at that time. So I used to lead a cloud center of excellence. So that's why I actually dabbled into cloud as a technology and I've seen the whole evolution of cloud and where we have because today pretty much cloud now is it's pervasive. Yeah. pervasive. So, yeah. so that helped me a lot. Uh, so one is like how to incubate a new technology how to get yourself, I would say, skilled in that particular area and, and and also built the whole capability and competency around a new technology. So that gave me, so that that's something which excites me. So I thought blockchain is a is, is pretty much at the same stage where cloud was a couple of years back. Right. And then I come with a consulting background. So uh, so the, it helps a lot because as I said, today uh, it should be that what is my right business use case and is blockchain the right technology? So that whole consulting mindset, strategy and consulting mindset with your technology background, it helps. Okay, so that's why I picked up. So similarly, if you see... Uh, the different kind of a roles, we have three broad categories of roles which are emerging. Uh, one is the whole about go-to-market space, which is about uh, business advisory or technology advisory space and uh, what we call as value architect or business transformation architect. As I, as I said, blockchain is more business transformation. Right. It's more business transformation first and then comes the technology transformation. So you need value architects who can actually articulate what's the business value if I implement so-and-so blockchain solution. So that's a broad category of uh, roles. And that's a space where, uh, so if you see from an Accenture perspective, we have our own strategist, we have our business strategy guys, we have our technology strategy folks who are getting skilled on blockchain today. And then other thing is like, uh, definitely uh, you have your fresh MBA graduates because we go to a top B schools in India and then you hire them and they can be actually groomed in like uh, some of the craft skills in how do I create a value case? How do I create a business case? So they are they they seem slowly get groomed into a blockchain value architects. Then definitely there is a small ecosystems of system of laterals who are outside in the market whom you can hire. 
Then the second layer is the architects because they're very important because any any new technology, it's very important you get the architecture right. But otherwise it can be very expensive. So in architecture, you see there are three broad areas of architecture we call as like solution architects, tech arcs and integration architects. Because once you implement a solution, it has to integrate to your backend systems, which is extremely critical. So you already have solution architects. They get reskilled or retrained on Correct. on blockchain as a technology or uh, they're so multi-domain folks multi-domain they have folks. to exactly exactly so then tech tech args get trained on blockchain technology so that's one and the third thing is like actually what we call as the technical folks hardcore technical folks where you are developers or what we call as platform engineers so because if you see the way in which blockchains is evolving uh, more from a let's say enterprise uh, blockchain or private blockchains you have some very popular startup-driven or open-source-driven platforms right. like Hyperledger Fabric, Hyperledger Sawtooth, then you have uh, R3 Coda and Quorum and all coming up. So you need engineers who understand the platform pretty well. Right. Okay, so that's one. Then you need uh, front-end uh, UI UX folks. Then you need uh, developers who can write smart contracts. So you, if you have, a let's say, exposure to... UI, UX kind of a thing, then you can actually do the same uh, here also. Then, Or you come with a Java background, then you can uh, write smart contracts or you learn some new, te- new uh, like Python, Golang, and all you learn and all things. So that is how we go about building the talent. Uh, so, so it's all, it's fairly added on to an existing correct. base of technology. True. So it's a lot more organic uh, talent development, which is, uh, which is happening across ecosystem. And we are actually building the ecosystem. If you see today, it's Accenture plus fewer of our peers who are actually building that ecosystem of talent. Right. Uh, so that's Including how Including courses outside, of course. Exactly. Online, so then the community is fairly helpful and strong when it comes to this topic is what I'm exactly very vibrant and then you have your traditional routes of like you have uh, MIT you have Berkeley and you have Stanford you have IITs here in India Indian Institute of Science and also they all have their courses like Accenture has collaborated with MIT to come out with a series of blockchain interventions for our own employees so it's it's a very vibrant uh, community out there today uh, apart from primary courses and these the ecosystem at large which is trying to implement enterprise solutions what else do you think uh, can be done or is being done to sort of generate talent in this space yeah if you see like one of the formats which we used and we found it to be uh, uh, very good is hackathons and it's not only on blockchain but some of the new new stuff which is coming whether ai or extended reality and all. So I think hackathons seems to be uh, very effective. So if you see in just last um, one year, we've done around three hackathons uh, from Accenture perspective, three external hackathons. So the reason why we find hackathons very interesting is one is that you get to spot a lot of talent, which is out there. The thing is also we see a lot of innovative ideas which come. So one is definitely the whole innovative ideas. Another thing is the talent. And it's also a great way to evaluate talent also. So, so and it's a very community-driven uh, thing. So like the hackathon what they did in, 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 in Basel recently in Switzerland was along with Hyperledger. So that also like it's Accenture, Hyperledger and the broader uh, community. And the formats are also very flexible. It's like you had a format where people were there in Basel spending a day with us and doing the coding and uh, working on the prototype. And there were people who are online also, so from all over the world. And similarly, we use the format internally also. So hackathon has become a very uh, good way to train our folks. 
It's right. a very new, exciting way to train our own folks it's, on, it's on our hands technology. Hands-on, hands on, you get uh, expand. And today we live in a very agile world. So it also gives them an uh, opportunity to learn agile techniques. How can we, we use hyper-agile? So it's a very hyper-agile kind of uh, thing. And that's the world we live in today. That's right. Uh, so hackathons are a great uh, way to actually train, attract talent, hire, and also get new ideas. Of course, I think, and that's and it's well accepted now. You're very well accepted, yeah. and and that's the good part. I think where, uh, uh, of course, with any new emerging technology, there are always the the strong believers and sure. uh, you know the the strong voices out there. But with this, true to its nature, yeah. I think uh, the ecosystem has distributed and developed exactly. around it. And of course, now with real world value being driven, exactly, especially for enterprise customers uh, i think uh, we will see that uh, there is a lot of this this space only gets hotter exactly and also shiladit what it's a very open source driven technology so that also makes it the dissemination of knowledge is more democratic according to yes. me so uh, so then you get lot more information available uh, on internet today yeah. uh, so that actually helps to build ecosystem at a much faster pace than some of the proprietary technology the transparency exactly actually makes this True. much more appealing for of course people who are looking for uh, making this part of their career or you know yeah. who are interested in this and i'm sure we'll see continue to see correct this year we'll of course see a lot of actual applications and blockchain experts like yourself actually you know leading in the world of technology in a lot of ways yeah so we're really looking forward to that thank you so much for uh, the time sanjeev and all of this uh, insightful information about this technology great shilajit it was really great talking to you and i would like to see you as one of the blockchain smes we hope so too thank you so much sanjeev it was indeed fascinating to know about what you've told us about blockchain in fact there's so many things that came out in this episode which i'm sure a lot of our listeners will be able to take back and make this as part of their career roadmap To all of you who are listening in, if you're excited about what we discussed here today and if you're interested in exploring careers with Accenture, check out the open positions at careers.accenture.com. On the next episode, we're talking about extended reality, which is a whole new concept altogether. But until then, I'm your host Shiladitya on Tech Careers in the New, the podcast series presented by Accenture. Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc., etc. It's all content, and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now, but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content, and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch, and this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead. Hi, I'm Ronnie Scruella, first-generation entrepreneur and co-founder at Upgrad. My podcast, Dreaming with Your Eyes Open, is a companion podcast to my best-selling book, Dream with Your Eyes Open. On this podcast, I talk to Amit Doshi, founder of IVM Podcast, about my entrepreneurial journey. I walk you through my successes and failures, mostly my failures, and the lessons that I learned from my experiences, family, and colleagues. What was my first entrepreneurial venture? Why I chose Japanese cartoons over animation cartoons on Hangama? Why did I sell my stake at UTV to Disney? 
Find out all this and more on the Ronnie Scruella podcast, Dreaming with Your Eyes Open. New episodes out every Tuesday on the IVM Podcasts app, website, or wherever you listen to podcasts.